I think you might be afraid to change because you're not willing to put in the work. You're not willing to uncover some of the pain that you have underneath. You're not willing to give up control and to be coachable and to trust and let go. You're just not. You're been, and maybe and maybe you're not ready and that's okay. But if you are in a position where you are, you know, angry and you know all of the things that I was, it, you need to do something about it because at the end of the day, like Christy told me, you know, you're gonna have a stroke. You need to do something about this. So there's a time and a place for everything, ladies. But if you don't take control of your life, your situation and own up to it, you're gonna be living like this for the rest of your life. And I mean, that's on you. Welcome to Why She's Winning with your host, Christy Rutherford, a master of office politics and self-care advocacy. Christy's clients have received over 10 million in salary raises in a pandemic. Surprised that women are still getting paid during these challenging times? It's possible for you too. You can have it all if you believe you deserve it. Christy and her guests will assist you with that. Let's get started. Good afternoon. Good morning. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Why She's Winning. I am your host, Christy Rutherford, and I have the amazingly happy, abundant, prosperous, gorgeous, successful, bad ASS Latina on the line, Raquel <laughs> Did I get, I, I got that, I got that. You got it right, Christy, you got it right. Raquel Naranjo. <laughs> Raquel Naranjo. Uh, we're going to be talking about how to reclaim your time and reclaim your inner peace. Girl, I forgot the title. So, uh, hey, Stephanie. Uh, so I want to give y'all an introduction of who Raquel is. Raquel is a financial representative with Westpac Wealth Partners. She was formerly an agent with New York Life, and then she also worked with Tobin Lux. Raquel got her JD at the Santa Barbara and Ventura Colleges of Law. She also got a BA in political science from the UC. Is that, what's UC? University of California? University Santa of California, Barbara. Santa Barbara, yes. All right. And then got her associate's degree in political science and Spanish from Santa Barbara City College. Uh, Raquel is actually one of our amazing coaches because we like to win over here at Vision Fine International. So welcome, Raquel. Thank you, Christy. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to talk to you. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my favorite question. My favorite question. <laughs> what was going on when you were like, you know what? I need to do something different. What was going on with you? Where do I start? <laughs> I um, I just felt like I was at a place in my life where I was lost. I was frustrated, angry, um, just rejected and overall defeated. Um, I was tired of being tired. I was angry. I, that was like my number one thing right there because all of the pain and all of that, that um, frustration always shows up as anger with me. So when I talked to Christy the first time, I was like an angry woman. <laughs> and I said, this is what's going on. And she's like, you've got to join my program. And that's why I'm here. So it, it's amazing. One of the best things I have done for myself. 
so anger is an understatement when it comes to um how angry you were and so we talked to monique already if y'all didn't see the the the, the interview with monique go ahead and look at it about overcoming mom guilt we talked to monique was the number one angriest woman that i met until i met then jaleesa uh and if y'all didn't watch the interview with jaleesa please go back and watch that it was so good and then i met raquel i was like oh my god <laughs> the angriest woman that i have ever met so what was you know I, I want you to expand a little bit on the conversation because i was talking to a couple of guys last night and they were like oh you know women are angry and and they don't know and they try to jump on us and i'm like oh no they are angry but we're not willing to admit that we're angry or because anger is normal does that make sense like yeah you yeah. don't even know that how angry you are so what was your reaction to me calling you uh what what did i did i call you something because you know i always call everybody something uh do you remember or well, you, you, i want to unpack it you actually told me that i was going to die if i didn't do something about it i was going to have some sort of stroke or something by the you know by by the time i reach my reach my mid 40s so i was like you know that she has a point there because I was not exercising, not eating healthy, not taking care of myself, um, drinking, um, just you know, to suppress all of these emotions. So it, it, it was, it was, it hit me hard because I'm thinking, you know what? There's something here to unpack, and there's, there's definitely something I gotta take care of in my own personal inner being. I think your, uh, your microphone is, your, your earring is hitting your microphone. Can you push it? Do you have a Bluetooth? Yeah. Can you push yeah, it up yeah. just a little bit? Yeah. Because when you move your ear, your, your, uh, yeah, you're sitting there. Hey, cute though. So, all right. So, okay. I told you that you were going to die. I forgot, but that's good. That sounds like something about, about <laughs> outrageous, but that sounds about right. Because I remember you had this, um, unexpressed rage. So when I talked about Kendra last week, Kendra had a silent rage. So Kendra, it, you could feel the rage. It was coming out, even though she didn't, act like you know nothing was going on you had this bomb of energy that was unexpressed you was just holding on to it monique was angry aggressively angry um jaleesa had her certain you know type of anger because you know she's a super nerd she's kind of sweet but she's kind of not sweet you know what i'm saying like everybody has their special kind of crazy but i remember you having like this compression of unexpressed rage and anger and i was like oh yeah you gonna die <laughs> right and this is the thing ladies and if we have any gentlemen listening we need people to call us out mm -hmm. period we need people who care about us and are the people that you care about saying you know you're stressed out or you're angry or you're gonna die i was like you're gonna die within a few months and i remember telling a lady that i met who was I won't even label her. And I was like, you know, this is not going to go well for you. You Something's going to happen within a month. I can feel it because, y'all, I did it. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah. I can feel energy. Two weeks later, she had a stroke. Mm -hmm. So at what point are we going to change or, or can we allow people to call us out on it? But I'm that person. So, okay. So go ahead, Raquel. So, so. Well, let's be real, Christy. I was going to make a comment about that. Let's be real. Also, because uh, because I was so angry, people weren't going to call me out on that. They were afraid. They're not going to step into my corner where I'm going to punch their face. 
they're just not, right? <laughs> you don't taunt a raging bull. You tell the raging bull with a red flag, you're angry, you're gonna die. And this is the thing. So when, if you would have called me an angry black woman 12 years ago, game over. I would have blacked out. I would have turned the car over like the Incredible Hulk. Um, ugh, let's just, let's just, I, I mean, I'm, I'm actually just getting into the emotion. I gotta, I gotta jump out of it because I remember <laughs> how angry I was. Um, but before we move on to the next question, what advice do you have for women who, like, did you, I knew I was angry. I just didn't think that other people could see how bad it was. Did yeah. you know you were that angry? Did you no. know? Okay. No. But now I recognize it and I see it in other women when I speak to them. It's like, I was, that's who I was. That's who I was. So I, you can recognize it now. So, so what do you now see in other women? Because I don't think that, because Jennifer didn't know that she was, you know, was missing mm -hmm. a couple marbles, which she got them all back. She's amazing. What was, what do you now see in other women that you couldn't see in yourself? Um, well, I, you know, the, the tension, the frustration, you just, you can feel the, the, the energy about to explode and it shows in their face, you know, their eyes are squinting, their faces are just tight. Um, and you can just see it's, they're a ticking time bomb, Christy. It's like, like they're ready to explode and they're, they're even, they're not even aware that they're about to explode. And that's the, that's the crazy part because these women, they've been so suppressed so frustrated, so angry, bitter, afraid, rejected, used, and they just don't even know how to, to deal with that emotion anymore. You know, I, um, we're dying. Black and brown women, the, the number one cause, the number, the leading cause of death for, uh, black women and Latino women is heart attacks, heart disease, and cancer. And I remember TBJ saying something that was so good. He says the body has a way to dis the body has a way to dispose of waste for every part of our body but our hearts. We can't like we're walking around carrying all this hurt, all this shame, all this guilt, all this anger, all this disrespect. Don't put respect on my name. All of these things. And we, and we don't have a way to release it. We don't have the saliva. We don't have the sweat glands. We don't have the number one, the number two. Like we can't release the waste that we're carrying around and we're dying. So what was, what was most surprising about, uh, that you learned about yourself? What was something that was, you learned about yourself, I guess, within the first couple of weeks that you were like, Hmm, I had no idea. Well, it was actually the pain that I, I was suppressing. And I, um, in the first couple of weeks, I was doing the homework and getting everything done. But then I mentally and physically refused to keep moving forward in my mind because I was unpeeling too many layers at once. And I was crying. I don't cry. I never cried before. Like this was an unknown territory for me, right? Um, so I, in my mind, I'm like, what are you doing? You're, you're weak. Like you shouldn't be crying. Like, this is not a, a crying session for you. Um, stop it. Right. And so I call, I called Christy or Christy called me out actually. And was like, 
why aren't you doing the homework Raquel? Well, I say after class and I'm like, you know what? I can't do this. I'm, I'm packing too much. So it's, it's, it feels overwhelming to me, right? So it did take me a couple of sessions uh, just to, to get back into it. I did manage to catch up. Um, I did all the work and things like that, but, um, but it was painful. It was a painful pro process because there was so much that I hadn't even thought about that came through from my childhood, from, you know, I'm an immigrant. So even like the, the current political climate, uh, just so many different things were coming out that I didn't realize were affecting me so internally. Yeah. So, so let's talk about the triggers, right? Because you, one, you were carrying enough luggage to down a 737. Yeah. <laughs> like, is no way you can get to the next level in your career if you're dragging that much baggage around. That's one. Two, you started to change so much. And I was thinking about somebody this morning who's resisting change. And it started to terrify you yeah. because you're actually becoming free. You're unpacking the baggage. You can right. see the seats on the plane and that you panicked. You were like, wait, I don't. What is, oh, what is happening? What is happening? I'm changing. I'm actually becoming happy. I'm smiling. No, I don't want to smile. Like you were, yeah. you started to change for good, but because, well, I love TDJ says, he says, why are, is it TDJ's or um, Les Brown? It's, I think it's TDJ's. He says, why are known hells preferable to strange heavens? Like you knew the hell that you were in. Once we started to move you over into lighter, you started to panic and you was like, I don't know, I ain't trying to do this no more. Cause I don't, I don't know who I'm going to be. I don't think I'm going to be able to recognize myself when we're done. And I don't like that. So I, I'm going to stop for yeah, three yeah. weeks. And, and then, you know, smash. And, and then you got on the other side. So mm -hmm. let's talk about some of the, 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 the magic and triggers, but you know, a little bit about your background and, and, and how you arrived here in the U.S. and then the triggers of what was going on when you saw the kids uh, in the camps. Oh, uh, okay. So um, I, I, was, I was raised in the, in the U.S. I came to the United States at the age of three years old. Um, and I grew up dirt poor working in the fields. And so some of the, the things that were triggered in me is because I was illegal until the age of 12, I believe. Um, and um, during that time, there were certain instances where we had to um, we had to flee from the immigration. I was deported. Um, and so it was, it was very scary for me because when we did go back, my parents decided to go back to Mexico when I was seven. And we were in Mexico trying to cross the border. And when we came back to the US is when we were deported. We were deported, we were caught at the border twice. Um, and the third time we were able to pass. So I know this is very controversial for a lot of people, but this is a lot, this is my story. And you know, it's made me who I am today. But the 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 trigger there and most importantly that what 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 we're talking about today is what was the trigger, right? The trigger was the separation of the families. Um, I saw myself in those kids because I was, the, I was that child. I was that child who was deported and her parents 
you know, could have been separated from, from the child. And that didn't only happen at the border, it also happened in the US where, you know, the immigration would come and my, my dad was a ranch hand and he and the, the owners of the property were, they, they were very uh, loving towards us. So, and the school was very loving towards the kids, uh, the immigrant kids. So on one occasion, they pulled us out from the school during school because there was a raid and they didn't they took us home immediately because if our parents were deported then we we needed to be with our parents so it was it was very traumatic for for a lot of the children and i know that back then for me i was always the strong one always the one to like carry everybody else's pain even as a child and so i didn't know, realize how much i was carrying it now still and how much that actually triggered when I saw those kids. So it was, it was a lot, it was a lot to unpack right there. And just some of the events, um, you know, there's, there's plenty of events that we could go through, but those are two of the most significant events that, that I remember where I felt, oh my gosh, if my parents get de deported before, before us kids get home from school or take us home from school, then what are we gonna do? Where are we gonna go? Um, so, yeah. I'm getting chills. You see the chills on my arms? Can you see? Yeah. Okay, it's a little bit of hair on there. But all right, so, so much because one, you got to own your story. Who, you know, this is, this is, this is, this is our platform. All right. right. So it's not like who cares about controversy and what people think. This is, this is who you are. And this is what shaped who you are. This is what makes America great. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, what has shaped you and made you amazing to be able to do what you do. So we ain't gonna apologize for that. I mean, we won't come on here and talk for two hours. Be like, okay, Raquel, y'all pull up y'all blankets and some hot cocoa. It's story. <laughs> um, well, we could be here all day talking about things like that. You know, immigration is one of my passions. Yeah, yeah. So, so what, that was 20, that was 2020, I think, right? And then... When, when all this stuff was happening with the kids, what was it, 2019, 2020? Yeah, 2019, 2020, around there. Yeah, now rolling into the pandemic and all that insanity, then rolling with the, you know, the racial injustice and then the the, the, the political stuff and then COVID and then, you know, being locked in the house. A lot of people aren't making it. Yeah. Because, you know, and and I was talking to, talking to these two gentlemen last night, we talked for a long time, but I was like, a lot of women became locked in the house with their decisions and their baggage during COVID. A lot of women went nuts <laughs> during self-isolation. Whether you're married with kids, now you locked in the house with them, you're married, or you're single. Everybody was going through something. And it's, are you willing to now change because you can't hide from that stuff anymore? Are you mm -hmm. now willing to say, and now we're now we're two years past that, and women are still dragging all this stuff from childhood. This is before we even got to 2020 when it popped off. The only thing that 2020 did was throw light of fluid on what you weren't looking at. And the, and the a lot of women right now are disintegrating because they refuse to acknowledge their forest is on fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is insane. And we can see it. Like, we look at pictures. I looked at a picture before on my way over here. This lady was smiling. I was like, girl... If that's a smile, I don't know what's going on. So anyway, so what was most shocking um, 
to you because I know a lot of people still want to want me to do one-on-one. I refuse. What was shocking to you when um, when you started to meet some of the other women in the group? Because the group is effective. Like it's 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 magic in this group. What was what was what was most shocking to you about when you met these other women in the group? Well, <laughs> I felt like I was heard for the first time in my life. I couldn't believe that there were other women like me. That we were always the outsiders of our families. We were always, you know, the ones um, that were, for lack of better words, almost put down because of our education, because we were intelligent women, because of our um, our drive and our success. And that was something that I was battling within my own family, of, you know, as as a Latina woman, bicultural, culturally, it's it's a very touchy subject as well. And so it was so amazing and awesome to be empowered. And I can't say that enough. It's empowering to be with amazing women who who just give you that strength and that ability to to um, to quash all of those inner, you know, um, all, all, everything that you're telling yourself, all those negative thoughts, and these women are supportive and loving, and it, it was just so amazing. I, I cannot tell you how, how I felt because I would cry about it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm loving it here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's interesting about crying, right, is we stop crying. Pain yeah makes women stop expressing joy we don't express gratitude because you can cry when you're grateful for something you can cry when you have joy and you can cry when you think about a memory that's pleasing to you but we mm -hmm. think that crying is weakness when it's actually a full expression of you feeling and you're right. not enraged and carrying all this baggage so what's one one piece of advice that you can give women who have stopped feeling and I did it. You know, we always talk about how we're walking around numb and we don't feel anything. We don't cry because we think that's weak, but we're actually holding back. Like there's so much that wants to be expressed and we're and we're pulling it down because we're busy and we want to go on to the next thing and we want to conquer the next degree and we want to get the next goal. What advice mm -hmm. do you have for women who have ceased to uh, to feel and live fully? Well, number number one, you have to be coachable. You have to trust that others have tools for you and you have to give up some of that control because you're, you don't have all the answers. You don't. And let's be honest. I mean, we, we, we are intelligent women and we think we know it all, but we don't. And you have to understand and stop, take a step back and say, okay, what can I learn and how can I be a better person? Um, what do I need to fix? within me to be a better person, right? And so this is just a, another step forward to be able to not only set yourself free internally, but also to propel yourself to the next level in business and marriage with your kids, uh, whatever trauma you have, it's, it's about uncovering, a, you know, peeling those onions and really taking a deep dive within yourself. Oh, I can't hear you, Christy. Oh. 
I was so into your story, I forgot to highlight that your that your click is on the line. Leandra is here. Hi, Leandra. Yeah, Deborah is here. So, um, all right. What are your thoughts about what you know executive presence to be now and what you thought it was? Executive presence. Um, are you saying like you know to be at the in, in the leadership position? Well, you know, it's 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 the imposter syndrome and executive presence, right? Like right. I always like to ask the side question. I didn't send Raquel the questions ahead of time, so she was like, "What?" Thank you for asking me to reclarify. It's like executive presence is this thing that high achieving strong women are seeking, oh. and we're told yeah. that we don't have it. You know, and or, or we use it as a reason for why we can't get ahead and why we're being, uh, you know, overlooked. So what are your thoughts around whether it's executive presence or the imposter syndrome? Um, what are your thoughts? What did it used to be for you? And what do you think about it now? Well, it used to be for me where it was it was about self-doubt, right, which created anxiety and which also created stress for me. Right. Um, and, and those, those doubts were suppressing me. So now what I do is I, I visualize, I visualize my success. I, I, I tape over the, the untold, I mean, the told stories over and over and over and over, right. That we're telling yourself, I'm a failure. I can't do it. And I was telling, um, you know, some of the ladies that I work with that we have made it we made it and that those three words are powerful and i went out with girlfriends last night and we're like raquel we, we're celebrating you because you've made it i mean you look at where you come from and it, just to acknowledge that alone that i'm no longer living you know on on a ranch picking garlic for my family you know during the summers during the school year i had this huge vision for myself with this dream and i i my dream was to own homes and to live by the beach and i'm here i live you know by the beach i live in santa barbara beautiful california i you know own properties it, it, it i have to celebrate the little things that i've accomplished instead of saying I haven't accomplished more, I need to accomplish more. And yes, continue to drive and move forward, propel yourself, but also celebrate who you are today because that is number one. Ooh, you said a lot. Um, are you on your phone or what are you on? Cause you're saying you're- your Is it my cutting out? Is, um, yeah. I'm on, um, yeah, I'm on my, my airpiece let me see here can you take can you can you unhook the apple pods because this is this is team android over here i just want okay. to can you hear me better yeah okay, um, okay so we'll, we'll get it we'll get it team android i'm throwing salt so uh, so basically what you're saying and i want to unpack it a little bit more mm-hmm that women have the imposter syndrome or they don't think that they have executive presence because they haven't slowed down they haven't slowed down enough to see that they made it that is correct like we're 
we're working and doing and doing and doing and working and getting degree after degree after degree after degree and we're working 80 hours a week five times as hard as the men never taking credit for it to stop and turn around even god turned around when he made the planets or the plants and the people and he said mm, that is good we never stopped to say that is good so we keep thinking that we're lacking something if you just stop long enough to be like hold up i used to pick potatoes and garlic now i got a house on the beach in santa barbara and i don't know if y'all have looked up the real estate prices of santa barbara uh you know she a little bougie we can see your bougie, your pink i mean you know you're like like i see all that like if, if you can't see bougie-ness and wealth amongst raquel i don't know what y'all looking at she has multiple houses so if she just stops long enough and we're going to talk about the negative voices in your head to say wait <laughs> hold up i made it Whew. like now let's go celebrate so what was a, a lot of people don't know that we all had or have a negative voice in our head and i remember hearing eckhart tolle saying in 2009 he says i'm not the voice in my head who am i then the one who sees it and i was like wait a minute he has somebody talking to him too so what was your negative uh thought pattern and and what did you do to be able to stop that because when i tell some women that they can conquer the negative voice in their head. They think I'm full of ish. And I'm like, ladies, it's not, it's, it's not that hard, but you have to do something. Let me Let be me clear. Be when, you're, when you have told yourself over and over and over that you're a failure, that you can't do it, that you're, you're, you're never going to be enough, that you, you can't make it, you won't be able to make it, it resonates with you and you begin to believe it right so it's not an overnight process in my opinion i think it takes time and you have to like you have to acknowledge it that you're that you're acknowledge that you're actually saying this to yourself so for example i if i hear my in myself in my head in my head i'm a failure i immediately tape it with something positive right like you're you're a badass b-i-t-c-h you know you can do this you've done it you you know you own the room when you walk in the room it's all about you girl so you know i just like make myself laugh or i you know turn some music on and dance or you know just to get myself out of that headspace i only allow myself five to ten seconds of negativity then i move on done That's good because I was telling some women on Monday, I'm like, you got to talk back to yourself. That's the yeah, problem yeah. is that you be like, you're not going to make it. You're going to fail. This is when you want to step out and do something different, right? You're not, you're not going to, you're not going to make it. You're going to fail. You a loser. You remember last time you stepped out and tried to do something, how stupid you looked and then people saw you and they talked about you and then you got fired and then, and then, and then we go into this, this, this tripwire. Then you're going to get fired. You're going to lose your house. You're going to lose your car. You're going to be homeless, butt naked on the streets. You're going to be eating from garbage cans. You'll be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I just. I just wanted to invest $5,000 in crypto. Does that make sense? Like just 
the thought of <laughs> doing something that you haven't done before takes the spiral to you going to be butt naked down the streets eating, eating out of trash cans. And it's like, when you say the first thing that your that your voice says, you're going to feel no, I'm not. Right? Mm-hmm. Rochelle says, talk those negative voice down. You be like, I'm going to be homeless. Please, I got five houses. I'll just move it to the next one. Okay. Uh, so you have to start to listen to yourself, ladies, and answer yourself out loud. I don't think so. And y'all already know I like to play Trina the baddest, baddest uh, what woman, because uh, I'm the baddest. Mm, frown, 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 frown. <laughs> Who's bad, right? So you start talking yourself out of it because this is the thing a lot of the negative voices aren't even yours, right? Mm-hmm. Most of them, 90% of them aren't even true, but some of them are, are typically planted from the voices of other people who told you what you couldn't do. So the only two people that need to touch and agree on this earth is you and you. You're going to fail. No, I'm not. You're going to lose. I don't think so. How you know? Because I am a winner and I'm a champion. Well, I don't think it's going to work. Well, I think it will. (laughs) All right. So have we talked about reclaim your time yet? So what do you do? You have to go back to the title. But we promise promise the listeners something. (laughs) What are are two things that you did? We'll talk about inner peace first. Because when I ask women about Disney magic, their three wishes, they be like, I want peace. Okay. You use your Disney magic where you could have asked for a billion dollars. You just want peace. And they're serious. Like I try to get them to ask for a jet or something. They're like, no, I just want my peace back as if peace is impossible to attain again at 40 something. What advice do you have or what two things that women can do today to be able to move back towards their peace outside of talking back to yourself? Um, one of the things that I focused on was forgiving myself. That was huge in my book because I had to acknowledge that I was putting myself down, that I was in a situation where I felt like, you know, you know, I I couldn't move forward. And so I had to tell myself that I was enough, forgive myself for the things that I had felt that I had failed in, which, which in reality now taking a step back, those were not failures. Those were just lessons learned, right? And so number one, forgive yourself. Number two, forgive others. Huge, because when you come to a position where you remove toxicity, toxic people who are in your ear constantly telling you you can't do it, you're not gonna make it. Um, Let's be clear, ladies, my parents, didn't even want me to go to, to college. Did, I was not supposed to leave my house unless I was married. So for me to leave my home was, was almost, um, I was almost disowned because I wasn't married and I wasn't supposed to leave the home. So that was the, my mom, my mom always says, I don't know who you are or where you came from because you are not like us. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. And I love who I am. I'm the, um, you know, I am the confident and I am strong and I am capable. So again, forgive yourself, forgive others, remove those toxic people, remove those, those individuals that are 
in your ear all the time. And you're going to find that inner peace because now you're not, you know, you're not having to, to, to fight all the time, right? Fight against those people, fight against yourself. You're, you're, you're coming into your new present. Bringing the heat today. I want to unpack that. Ooh, let's talk about family and 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 being the weirdo in the family. Being being the outcast, being the one that's different. Because your family loves you and they want to keep you close. But when you go and do something different, which is good compared to who? Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. you going to college and getting an education and now living in Santa Barbara, sitting on here with your sleek hair, which looks really good, and your bougie glasses, I know they designer, right? Like <laughs> this, this is good because now you can be able to create generational wealth, which is what the American dream is. And you have people who love you who says, well, we're no longer close because we don't have anything in common anymore. Like how did you how did you unpack and reconcile those books? Because I always say that all women have a special kind of crazy. Sisters in the US got a special kind of crazy. White women got a special kind of crazy. You look, you know, uh into like it doesn't matter. Asian American women got a special kind of crazy. Women who came from a different country have a special kind of crazy. Immigrants who came or or people who came from a different country. I don't say immigrants because sometimes when Caucasian people go to other countries, they call them expats. I saw USA Today article on that. So <laughs> when you come from a different country and you and you reside in the US, you have a special kind of crazy because you have cultural bounds um, that should be followed. And when you're like, wait, I have a different opportunity here because we're in America. It's It's a little different. Let me do this. How did you reconcile the books on that with your parents? Because, you know, we do have a lot of clients who have uh, different ideologies about what success is and whether it's you should be over here with them or you have to be a doctor or a lawyer or you're nothing. There's a lot there, Chrissy. (laughs) Um, So number one, let's unpack a little bit the the cultural piece, right? the the fact that I am a professional educated woman, uh, it's it's almost looked or frowned upon because I am not serving my man, right? I am not catering to men on 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 different levels. Um, I'm just not. And so for 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 my mother especially, um, the, the the word ambition translates into ambiciosa in Spanish, which is a negative term. So to be ambitious is negative in my culture. Um, and so, and then for me to, to take that step and go into, um, it, it, into the education piece and to um, you know, better myself, they don't see that as, as something that has made me who I am today, they're still, they're still thinking that I'm lacking that cultural piece. And there is a, a time where, when you have to separate that and say, this is who I am because I was raised in the US. Um, yes, I'm Latina, yes, I'm Mexicana. Yes, I was born in Mexico, but at the end of the day, I'm, 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 I'm an American citizen. 
I was raised in the U.S. I'm educated and I'm going to own it. So the fact that my mother and, you know, more my mother than my father, um, you know, had a time, hard time really instilling um, those values is because we were in a different culture, raised in a different culture with a diverse the diversity, diverse people and different backgrounds, education. And so that's the number one piece. And, you know, the, the ambition piece is also really strong because it's a negative term. And so when you're too ambitious, it's not a good thing, especially as a woman, you know, my mom was like, why didn't you iron your, your husband's pants? I'm like, I don't even iron mom. Like, I'm sorry, I'll get somebody to iron them for me (laughs) if I have to. But that's just, you know, how it is. (laughs) You know, I I think about all people have dysfunctional families. Like if if somebody says they have the perfect family, I don't care where you're from, whether you're wealthy or whether you, you know, you're from a different country or whatever. Everybody's family is dysfunctional. (laughs) Everybody. I have seen it all. Um, So let's talk about reclaiming your time in our last five minutes. What's the difference in how you work today with how you used to work and your, and the energy that you have to be able to put out to get things done? Mm-hmm. So now I work with a sense of purpose. I visualize what I want and I set boundaries, healthy boundaries around those individuals that are, are, are not, um, they weren't placed by God to take me to the next level. And that's just the way I see it now. You know, the people who have come into my life is because I have prayed for them. I have, you know, put it out there to the universe. And, and uh, I've been very mindful and intentional of who I let into my inner circle. And so now I am not letting any negative energy. I'm not letting, letting anybody bring me down. And I'm very, very vocal about this. When someone is, doesn't sit right or something is wrong, I am not going to be like, okay, I'm good. No, like that doesn't sit well with me. I don't want you to bring that up again, period. Like that's just how it is. Because if you, if you're making me feel something in my gut and it's not sitting right, you're affecting my mental state. And that is not something I'm willing to give up. I want to be in a position where I'm successful, motivated. You know, I am working with people who are also on the, in the same, um, you know, they, they, have the, they, they have the same mind and, you know, all, I, you know, just moving forward and consistent. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so I'm laughing because... <laughs> You know, the Bible says, by your fruits, you shall know them. I'm like, because you already know. I love it. It's, it's, I'm gangster with it. You, you have one time to say something sideways. It's over. I will never talk to you again. I'm that chick. So to hear you say that, I'm laughing. I'm like, ah, God, that's what we do. Because that's the path to freedom. And so one more question before we close out. So um, for people who are watching who aren't ready for the full on four-month program at Vision Finder Masterclass, which we talked about. You want to join Total Fulfillment with Christy? It's open for enrollment, tfwchristy.com. It's only $4.97. Four years access, 
all of this goodness is in there along with other things. So that's my short commercial break. Um, <laughs> it's totalfulfilledwithchristy.com. It's only $4.97. Um, and we have courses and videos and interviews. I mean, there's hundreds of videos in there just to really get you to um, move forward and own who you are so you can get paid the money that you desire. Even though it's not about the money, we want our money too. So, Raquel, my last question. What advice do you have for people who are afraid to change? I think um, I think you might be afraid to change because you're not willing to put in the work. You're not willing to uncover some of the pain that you have underneath. You're not willing to give up control and to be coachable and to trust and let go. You're just not. You're and maybe and maybe you're not ready, and that's okay. But if you are in a position where you are you know, angry and, you know, all of the things that I was, you need to do something about it because at the end of the day, like Christy told me, you know, you're going to have a stroke. You need to do something about this. So there's a time and a place for everything, ladies. But if you don't take control of your life, your situation and own up to it, you're going to be living like this for the rest of your life. And I mean, that's on you. One more question. Uh, cause you cause you said something that was so good. I gotta I gotta have you unpack it. Um, so if y'all will, we got one more minute, y'all. Let's talk about control. Because I achieve women, we some control freaks. And and then and then we're we're controlling ourselves right in the burnout and in the ground because we're trying to control everything. We don't trust anybody but ourselves. We only trust ourselves to do it and to get it right. And so, but at a certain point, ladies, you'll realize one, God is in control and you really have no control. And then you can actually start to allow God to work with you to get you to where you want to be in freedom and peace. It's not that hard. So what are what are some of the things that have, um, I would say some of the good things that have happened for you since you've um, started to let go of trying to figure everything out and, and trying to control everything. What, what are some of the good things that's happened? Um, I have achieved calmness by letting some of that stuff go. I um, decluttering, decluttering my life, not only, um, not only uh, my, my head, but my spaces. So, you know, the junk drawer in your, in your kitchen cabinets. I mean, just, a, just an example, right? But this is, it just feels good when you declutter. Um, when you when you talk to people, that's a that's a form of decluttering as well. I you know it, it, I'm able to trust people now to get the job done. Qualified individuals that I screen, but it's about understanding that others can get the job done, and you don't need to own everything. I felt like I needed to know everything. I needed to be in control of everything. Now I'm like, you know what? You specialize in that, great. Let's leave it there. I will refer people to you and you can go there, right? And so for me, it was about giving up some of that control and letting others who specialize in that area take care of what they need to do. 
because I can't know everything, nor do I want to know everything. I realize that, you know, I don't want to know everything. <laughs> That's so good. It's, it's, it's like track stars who are running the 100, just run in your lane. It's exhausting to try to run in six track lanes at the same time. <laughs> Does that make sense? And still try to get to the finish line. It'll never happen. When you release control, then you can actually talk to people long enough to see whether or not you really trust them. And we've all been burned in the past. And you stay in your one lane and you can get so much stuff done as opposed to zigzagging through the six lanes because you think you have to do everything. And that's how you get your peace back, ladies. It's not about smoking weed or eating weed brownies or drinking boxes of wine to get your peace back. All you have to do is let go of the raggedy people who are talking to you forgive yourself talk back to yourself in the negative conversation that you're having with yourself find peace and forgive your family for they know not what they do right and then just uh just i, I want to really say this before we close believe that you deserve a better life you're here so all right raquel thank you so much for showing up and showing out your click showed up today the vision finder mass class women so i want to thank everybody for joining us take care have a great weekend thank you for joining us be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review if you love this episode follow christy on instagram and linkedin and don't forget to get her free gift by texting change now all one word again change now to 66866 Until next time, go out and win bigger.